0: hello and welcome to after the flag i'm steve day joined by simon crayfar and matt burts uh, in the tv set and he'll be getting the reaction from the three riders after another jaw dropper in moto gp this is getting crazy in 2020 miguel Oliveira is a moto gp race winner uh, an incredible story in an incredible race as well simon last week we found it tough enough to try and dissect the race this is almost just as hard uh, where do we begin i think it's brilliant absolutely it's brilliant. fantastic
1: you just didn't know you know uh, i didn't know who was going to win especially on that last lap you know it obviously looked like it was going to be jack or uh, or um, Paul, but yeah but the thing is i've got to say i feel really sorry for juan mir yeah i mean i think everyone in this paddock well, and maybe even spectators never look at him the same. He was the fastest man here today he over race distance and everyone knows it.
0: Yeah, had the red flag not come out, it was looking very much like Juan Mir was on his way to victory. 2.4 seconds clear who he was until the red flag came out because of the incident with Maverick Vinales. We'll talk about that, that incident uh, in a bit because we've got some footage from it because that looked pretty scary in itself. I also feel a bit for Takanakagami exactly. as well. Exactly, that was the next yeah. on my
1: list, Takanakagami. Second, uh, one I feel super sorry for because he looked like a strong second, didn't he? You know, it depends on the battle with Jack and what Jack had left. It sounded like he had a little bit to go, and uh, that, but that would have been an interesting battle. But Podium, his first, you know, like it would have been, well, he's going to be super sad to lose it, you know, almost as much as Mia. I... one other thing i got to shout out to is Ike Lekuona.
0: yeah absolutely another ten. top 10 yep.
1: I mean he, he had, he's got 10 legends well fast fast guys MotoGP riders behind him yeah oh, at
0: oh, one oh. point he was dicing with the world championship leader Quattararo and the legend Valentino Rossi and he must be learning heaps at the moment Ike Lekuona, yeah so shout out to him ultimately though it's, it's another golden day for KT- KTM this time on home turf, but arguably in the second rerun, the 12-lap start, the podium finishes, with Jack Miller in second and Paul Bagua, any one of them could have won coming yes. into turn nine.
1: Yes. Um, on the very last lap, I think there was... No beating the front two. It just depended on the, but they ended up snookering each other, didn't they? Yeah. And they didn't do anything dirty. It was just good, solid block passes. But they, they it slowed each other down so much that Miguel could pounce. But how, how awesome is it? You know, everyone, um, including Davizioso, said that he would be in the fight. But to win is, uh, yeah, I was super happy for him. And imagine the Portuguese fans, they're oh, going to be wrecked.
0: I mean, super we know happy. that we have such a huge Portuguese following in MotoGP. Of course, we end the season in Porto Mayo as well. At Circuit de Algarve. Uh, an incredible uh, moment for, for Miguel Oliveira. I mean, that last lap just had about everything. I, I found it quite fascinating, actually, on the approach to turn three. Jack didn't take his normal line, knowing Paul would defend, which ultimately led to him... To be able to challenge Paul down into turn four and at that point we're thinking it's just between these two only i, I, I had no idea let's have a look here this is uh, at the start of the race is it yes this is earlier on in the race with jack miller up ahead of Pol Espargaro. there's miguel Oliveira ahead of the unfortunate juan mir who had to start of course with the tires that he'd started the original race on i thought at one stage as well that Brad Binder was going to have a rather large say in this until he went wide.
1: Yeah, he he looked a little bit scrappy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, um, he was so determined to do well that it might have cost him a little bit of time in too many places, you know. But the skill not to crash when he was fighting that hard. Look at these this guys. This the last this, Yeah, the last team. two. Absolutely, Miguel is right there, isn't
2: he? Well, Miguel's right there. Pinned
1: waiting to pick up the pieces of these two, squabbling over it, you know. So, yeah, fantastic. He was right there, as fast as anyone, so fully deserved it. Absolutely brilliant. Take three team as well. And, yeah, I mean, Hervé, what a boost. He's never won a MotoGP race in 40 years in the paddock, as he said. Um, The other thing, KTM home race... And if you think about it, if it wasn't for the penalty for Jorge Martín, they'd have won all three classes at the
0: home GP. Yeah, that's a very, very good point, isn't it? There's been a few people that have been asking, well, because Paul went wide, how come he wasn't penalised? But because of the nature of the... The move from Jack Miller that nudged him. He had nowhere else left yeah, to go. You yeah. can't penalise a rider for, if there's for the contact, move like contact, basically, and there's squabble, yeah. So, the top three is, is the top three. Um, it's just fascinating. In the World Championship, it's been completely turned on its head. Uh, Fabio Quattararo, of course, uh, not a great day for him. 13th. All weekend, struggling with brake problems. The Yamahas in general have had a weekend to forget. That moment from Maverick Vinales into turn one, Simon, was simply Terrifying. frightening.
1: Terrifying for any any rider and any class to have that happen what was it you, you guys pointed out 215 kilometres when he, kilometers off, when he, he, when he bailed off. out you know he went Here down through the gears jumped out and behind that airbag where the bike gets to is i mean Ma- maverick had a pretty smooth ride you know because there's no bumps no gravel no curbs but right now he's going down through the gears and over revving it and realizes there's nothing i can do i've got to bail out that bike hits The airbags, but behind the airbags is something solid and it's destroyed. It it actually made me sad to see such a valuable bike disappear. Oh my god, look at this. Uh, I'm not religious, by the way. Whoa, you see
0: you have to give big respect to Maverick. He knew what was happening and he decided to jump off the bike at that sort of speed. I mean, imagine you guys at home wearing a full set of levers and just deciding to jump out of a car at um, 215 Ks. It just shows you how good the equipment is. But I'm just so happy that he's managed to go upstairs and, and he's safe. Look, this is a rather unique... Uh, version of after the flag and for good reason we're going to speak to a team manager for the first time the first win in MotoGP for Tech 3's Hervé Pontcherel and I think just about everyone in the paddock is delighted for him over to you Matt
3: yeah thanks a lot Steve a surprise guest but a very happy guest in after the flag this week a beaming smile on the face of Hervé Pontcherel Hervé your first ever victory in MotoGP in such dramatic circumstances as well at the last corner for Miguel Oliveira have you calmed down yet (laughs)
4: Honestly, I've heard a lot of guys saying, uh, I still don't really realize what we've done and uh, this is uh, what I'm feeling right now, you know, because when you've been dreaming of something for so many years, you know, this is around 40 years I mean and a MotoGP win was something like, uh, was a dream, but I thought it was never going to happen, you know, we did a few second positions, third, but a victory, you know, and uh, to be honest, I was envying uh, Lucio sometimes when he went with Cal and I said oh, he's so lucky he doesn't realize how lucky he is and now this is happening to be fair uh, that was uh, a difficult one to come huh? because uh, last week we were on, on route for a great result and the, the the red flag killed our hopes and when I saw today when we were in a good position to, to finish on the rostrum, I saw the, the red flag one more time I said no oh, it's not going to happen again and uh, And then, you know, second uh, race, uh, the start was much better. Miguel was uh, on a hard front where he was on a medium in the first race, which was a little bit uh, limit for us us from the KTM. And then everything went well. And uh, we know a lot of things is happening on the very last corner here in Spielberg. We saw the the previous years. And um, when I saw Jack and Paul, uh, uh, fighting so hard. I was a bit scared that there was, uh, you know, maybe the three of them uh, on the ground, uh, especially after what happened to us in uh, in the Moto3 uh, races, and um, <laughs> finally... He's uh, just thrown his
3: phone away, by the way. It's, it's ringing off the hook at the finally, moment.
4: Finally, <laughs> you know, this uh, this worked on incredibly, and uh, I don't know what to say, honestly. It's, uh, it's an incredible feeling, you know, uh, like uh, my so is saying you know they gave me wing and i'm now flying
3: <laughs> just a quick word on miguel obviously we know it was a landmark race today the 900th in premier class history he's had his ups and downs certainly in 2020 some opportunities taken away from him how happy are you for him because we know miguel is such an intelligent guy and such a fast rider
4: you know of course i'm happy i'm happy to win here in austria i'm happy to win here you know in front of the Red Bull guys, our title sponsor, in front of KTM, you know, our our manufacturer supporting us. But also to do it with Miguel is incredible because uh, last year for his rookie season was not easy, he was injured the second part of the year. This year we knew him has improved a lot, the bike has improved more than a lot. But you know, in Jerez we were fifth, then we got an incident at turn one. Then in uh, Czech Republic, uh, Miguel made a mistake in FP3 and our grid position was too poor to be able to do better than six and uh, last weekend again you know for the possibility of a podium it was almost there and we missed it for a racing incident so you know I knew Miguel could do it but I didn't want to talk too much and uh, I'm very happy about that also because he was a bit underrated you know by some of the media by some of the fans and uh, I'm really happy he can show his true level And this is going to be only a boost for him, and he's going to be better and better because you need to be fast, he's fast, but you need to be clever and cool, and he's a cool guy, you know, he's almost a British guy in the the way he's behaving, and this is a, a big bonus for a MotoGP rider.
3: Another great day as well for E. Leclerc, and we can't forget him. Herbe, I've been in this paddock for 25 years. I know how hard you and the guys in the south of France have worked to get to this special moment. I'm so overwhelmed for you. Many, many congratulations. Really, go and enjoy the celebrations.
4: Thank, Matt. Your words means a lot to me. Thanks, everybody at Dorna. MotoGP is a fantastic championship. Hope we do it again soon thank we, you
3: we've got a very happy frenchman
0: steve back to you guys in the studio yeah thanks matt really good to have a, a rather unique uh, word there from herve poncho here is his man on screen simon you worked for herve so it's only fair that you make some comments on this because he's a great great man
1: yeah i mean my first year in europe didn't know where, what i was doing where or what tracks i was riding. it he plucked me Uh, out of a, you know, very private team and took me to Lavendu where the team base is, treated me excellent, him and his brother and the team, they're all still together, Geekulong, fantastic group of guys. I I would hazard a guess in saying they've been together longer than anyone in the paddock. And uh, I'm so happy for them, but not just for the win, but I think Hervé was very disappointed to lose Brad Binder, And then imagine how that stung when Brad won. You know, Brad was meant to be Miguel's teammate.
0: And now he gets to win, you know. Okay. well, let's cross over now to the TV set. We've got uh, Polis Bargaro waiting with Matt Burt. Ultimately, not quite there for the win, but he gave it his all. What a fantastic finish. He's on the podium with KTM here on home turf. Polis Bargaro is with Matt now.
3: Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. A double KTM podium in their home Grand Prix. And this man tried everything he possibly could to take that victory. Congratulations, Paul, your first dry race most the GP podium. There's so much to talk about here today. <laughs> but I just want to talk about that last lap and your, your version of it because you came over the line leading. I, and I don't think you realised perhaps how far back Jack was because you run that tight defensive line into turn three. Is that a, a fair assessment?
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh... When I crossed the line, I saw in my board, pit board, plus zero, so I didn't know how much distance I had to jack, so I I just needed to block the inside in that corner. Uh, maybe I block a little bit too much, that's true, uh, but, you know, I needed to do, especially with the Ducati, because I knew they break hard and they they accelerate very hard, so I needed to be very slow in the middle to try to accelerate in the same place and then use the body to, to put the front down, but, uh, you know, and then it was a matter of uh, who wanted to win harder uh, we were fighting to uh, with uh, jack for sure too much because at the end even him or me we didn't take the victory we give to to miguel but you know what matters is that we we did a, a nice fight, clean one till the last corner, and we enjoy it. I think the people at home enjoy it as well, so that's why we are here.
3: We, we've seen so many great last corner battles on the last lap here in Spielberg with Davizioso and, and Marquez in the past. Talk us through those last two corners from your perspective, because it was almost like a rerun of those great battles in the past.
2: Yeah, you know this this corner is super tricky because it's going down, uh, so. Uh, it's not easy because it's just going up and then a little bit down again in the in the last part and then, you know, normally the speed there is quite high and the risk of crashing, it's quite high as well. So it's also difficult when someone goes inside to try to, you know, to win the position. And uh, by the end, you know, when Jack went inside so hard, I I, I, I just he blocked me so good and then we both went wide i i just tried to break lay going inside but you know he was there and i i didn't wanted to get the contact so that's why we both went wide and, and then miguel for sure went inside and won the race but you know we wanted it too hard and uh, by the end we give the victory to another another one but uh that, that's racing that's it
3: Paul, over the last couple of races you have clearly had the speed not just to be on the podium but to win you're on the podium here now the rc16 we know has taken a huge leap forward how do you think it's going to go moving forward into the season do you think you can still be a serious championship challenger because riders are taking points off each other all the time
2: yeah we will try for sure we will try to be on the on the podium more times this year i don't know how we are going to be next Next races, uh, I have no idea. I don't know if we are going to perform exactly the same thing here or, or worst or whatever. But we didn't expect also in Republic to be as fast as we were, and we did. So we just need to keep a little bit calmer, uh, try to do our job as we are doing, and then everything will come easier. And, and uh, for sure, if we continue doing the things like we are doing, we will be here again during this year. So. Just looking forward now to jump again on the bike and continue this per, uh, to doing this performance we know how hard you've worked with ktm
3: over these last three or four years paul i'm sure before the end of 2020 your time on the top step of the podium will come congratulations on a thank great you. ride today many thanks paul thank you very much back to you steve
0: yeah thanks very much uh, matt thanks to paul aspired very natural disappointment uh, in a clean last lap battle but i think he covered all bases there but the most important thing is simon after two weeks of bitter disappointment he's seen the checkered flag he's on the podium it's something to build on isn't it
1: oh definitely um you know he was he had the speed at Renault like you said he had the speed well he was basically like Joan mir was today wasn't he was running away or edging away with the race last week um to not crash you know to get out there and fight that hard and fight for the win and end up uh, as good as he did i think ktm and him can be proud i really do
0: Well, uh, on the podium today not quite there was he tried so hard could he have really done any more on the final lap jack miller he was in both races remember and carrying injury as well let's cross over now to matt he's with jack miller
3: yeah thanks a lot steve jack miller as you mentioned on the podium battles in the victory battles in both of those really dramatic spielberg races jack Take us back 24 hours when you're rolling through the gravel trap in FP3. We know you've got quite a lot of damage in that right shoulder. If we just said to you, you're gonna be fighting for the win at the last corner this afternoon, you probably wouldn't have believed us, would you?
5: No, I definitely wouldn't have, um, you know. Uh, The guys, you know, I said to them already, like yesterday was excruciating pain. I just jumped on the bike in Q2 and went out and tried winging it, you know. I I sort of understood where it was gonna hurt the most, just from the out-ins I'd done. And, uh, yeah, honestly, that... Like, literally, I basically put a stick in between my teeth and just bit bit down as hard as I could and held on for a lap. And, thankfully, it was enough to put us on the second row. And, yeah, you know, I knew I needed the night. I just... It felt bad, you know, and I needed the night. So as soon as the Q2 was over, um, straight in, in the clinic on the ice, uh, ice and, you know, doing uh, rotations of it, and uh, I can't thank those guys enough. They get, you know, I got the machine off them through the night, um, sat there on the couch till about 11 o'clock last night just doing cycles of, uh, of cooling and heating. And then, yeah, went to bed, and then the, 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 the medical staff from the track organised to get an me- uh, MRI done this morning. It was the closest we could get it done, so 7 o'clock this morning, up again, and back to a wow. little hospital there, just rushed in, rushed out. It was great. They're, honestly, everyone's been... Top-notch to us, Dr. Chard, Dr. Zaza, thank thank you very much. And, uh, you know, we, uh, I, you know, I felt great. I felt great. I was struggling a little bit more in the first one um, just from not having the power on my shoulder. I was having to ride more, let's say, with other parts of my arm. But I still felt rather good, you know. I was just trying to conserve the tyres. Mia, I really feel sorry for him. He was running yeah. at a great pace in that first race. Like, honestly, I just couldn't hang with him. He, uh, I hung with him for about nine laps. And... He was just like a robot mate just kept yeah. ticking him away ticking him away and uh he was like you know uh what were they four three four three four three it felt like because that's what i was doing with him and he wasn't really gaining much on me and he just sort of sat at that pace and i'd like gone up to about a four five and he was just <laughs> going away from me but uh for him not to be on the podium i'm sorry for him but uh you know you gotta take the good with the bad and uh and yeah, that's what we did, we just tried to reset, refocus, uh, sprint race, kind of reminded me of the old days in the uh, Australian Championship. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the, the, you know, 12 laps went real quick, real quick, so uh, a great little fight there at the end, I wasn't expecting Oliveira to come through. Um, I thought it was between Paul and I, and <laughs> you know, if it was, I got him, and I, I, got, I did what I needed to do. But. I just come out, I looked at Paul, and then I just yeah. up the inside, <laughs> it was said, like, Where did he come from? I was honestly panicking then, because I thought, how many more are there? The train train. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a line of them, you know. But anyway, no, massive congratulations to him, uh, the whole Tech 3 squad, you know, they've been here for so long, and uh, Hervey deserved that one, that's for sure. You, you covered it so well in your first answer, Jack. I just want to talk about the championship now. I
3: mean, you've had a DNF in Hereth when you were going pretty well. You obviously had the difficult race in Brunei, but the way you bounced back, back-to-back podiums here in Austria. I think you're 14 points now of the championship lead.
5: It's game on, isn't it? You're third in the standings, mate. You can be world champion this year. Yeah, I just asked Rita to go and grab me the, uh, the time sheets because I really want to see that. You know, I said it at the start and then I had the DNF and I was like, all right, all right reset, refocus, just keep, you know, we did that in, in Bruneau. It wasn't a great weekend for us. We, we did what we needed to there. I clawed back through the race. Uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in the fight here both weekends and uh, thankfully my shoulder held on So now I've got, you know, I was able to recover one night So I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks at home, you know, just getting back on the on everything normal and also doing as much as I can to Try and reco this thing and uh, yeah, I mean I, I really like that news you gave me just there. That's, that's great news. It's made <laughs> my day I'm even better I, I mean, I have to say I'm sorry mum She'd been texting me all week telling me how good that M4 looked and she really would look great driving around it. I'm sorry, Mum. But uh, we'll try for, for, for maybe on the 1,000th uh, GP if I'm still here. And the most important question before I let you go, Jack, is there enough strength in that right arm for a couple of beers tonight? Definitely, definitely. I've got the uh, the flight out here at, on the Dorna Charter at 8.30, so uh, I'll be looking forward to getting home and... Uh, seeing the dog and whatnot but i'll definitely have a beer with the boys before we leave awesome,
3: awesome job over these last seven days jack back-to-back Excellent. podiums you're right in the championship many many congratulations jack i think we've got a very happy aussie here steve back to you
0: yeah and why not uh, i mean what can you add to that well you've, you've got, got a love. great story well you got <laughs> to love jack miller hey simon i mean uh, after the crash in Jerez which was costly and then the disaster of Bruneau, what a fight back this is with two back-to-back podiums
1: i'd go as far as saying before we got to Austria I was thinking oh dear for, you know, as a, to replace basically Davizioso you know, when we knew Dobby was going is Jack going to do it this weekend he's
0: been fighting for the lead all the races and there's been four of them well Jack's going to have a good time tonight but let's now catch up with the race winner Portugal's hero Miguel Oliveira comes through to win a last lap last corner thriller he's with Matt now
3: yeah thanks a lot steve yeah just having a little chat off camera with miguel he says his feet are on the ground he's not sure where his head is though right now miguel what can we say many many congratulations it's always special to take your first victory moto gp but in particular today a historic day the 900th premier class victory there's so much we can talk about but all i really want to talk about is those last two corners can you try and put into words what happened on that last lap in those last two turns <laughs>
6: Um, you know, not much. I think it was just racing, pure racing. I was glad that uh, we, we got a second chance uh, because I was able to change the front tire. I went on with the with a medium front. I didn't felt like this was the right choice. And, uh, you know, when, when we stopped, we got, a, we, we got the front change for the heart. I felt immediately better. And this allowed me to, to be up there in the front and, and challenge for, for the podium. Uh, The last couple of corners were just taking advantage of the fight in front of me. I knew that, you know, here in Spielberg, uh, the last couple of turns, if a rider is very close is going to try and go for it and, you know, knowing Jack and knowing Paul, I knew they were uh, going to tangle a little bit. So I was just, okay, I'll stay here and I'll do my my line and prepare the exit. And to cross the line, uh, you know, very emotional. Um, very happy. There is many reasons to be happy about. It's my 150 Grand yeah. Prix also. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, to, to finish off with the win, it's fantastic.
3: When you saw Jack and Paul run wide and you could see the checkered flag, what was going through your mind at that point? All the hard work, all the sacrifice over so many years. You've won for KTM in Moto Three. You've yeah. won for them in Moto Two. But there's no bigger stage than Moto GP and in KTM's home race. Uh, Many Portuguese
6: words, but
3: especially <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: just screaming and pure joy, <laughs> pure joy to to have done it finally. Um, I, I saw this coming uh, already quite a few quite quite a few races ago. Uh, we I, I I felt we had the potential to do it. So finally, to to be able to make it, it's. Uh, it's a huge boost to continue to work like this.
3: So many stories we could cover, but one I want to talk about is Tech 3. They've been in the sport for so, so long. They've tried for many, many years to win in MotoGP. You're the man to finally take them to the top step. You've got a great relationship, I know, with the team and Hervé Pontreau. How extra sweet is this victory to do it for the team as well?
6: It's great. You know, if you check the names who, of the riders who rode yeah. there, it's quite special. Yeah. No one of them was able to win, so uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think I already earned... Uh, a special place in all their hearts but now uh i think i earned a special place in the office
3: <laughs> yeah absolutely the day got better as well you won the new bmw m4 are you going to drive that back to portugal <laughs> yeah i was thinking about it i have the flight tomorrow but
6: you know at this point might as well just <laughs> drive it um no i'm really happy for this you know it's uh, just a uh, extra sweet because you know Every rider likes cars.
3: And we know Portimao on the calendar now on November the 22nd. How do you think this win will be received in Portugal?
6: I haven't really thought about it. Uh, So I think everyone is going crazy right now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's going to
3: be huge. Miguel, it's always a pleasure to talk to a first-time winner in MotoGP. Thank you very much. Huge, huge congratulations. It was a truly dramatic show, and you deserve that victory. I'm Thank sure you. it's the first of many. Many congratulations.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank
3: you. Back to you, guys.
0: Yeah, thanks very much to Miguel. Thanks also to Matt Burtz. Here we see it again then across the line. A wonderful moment always, Simon, to, to have new Grand Prix winners, especially those that are coming up through Moto2. Yeah. is another... We...
1: We shouldn't be surprised at Miguel winning and same for the fans, you shouldn't be surprised because if you look at his statistics alongside Brad Binders, they've been coming up together, being teammates, and they're almost the same. They're within one, you know, of victories and so he's the same quality as Brad Binders. So we shouldn't be surprised. Brad, Brad did it at Bruno. Miguel has done it here. I'm really, really Please, for not only the team but for Miguel, he deserves it, you know. Fantastic! Yeah.
0: It's, it's just been such a fascinating triple header that we've had Bruno and the two Austrians as well. It's so hard to kind of know where to go next. Ultimately, in the world championship, there's now just three points between Fabio Quattaroro and uh, Andrea De Vizio. So, um, obviously, the Yamaha guys have really lost out here today.
1: Oh, absolute nightmare weekend, wasn't it? Again, uh, Valentino being one of the best. But, um, yeah, total nightmare, and I think not only acceleration, braking, that's the two things that are important here, like you guys said on commentary, and braking, I think they've messed up, I don't, you know, it's got to be components or something that they've chosen, but, yeah, it's, uh, to have braking problems in the race uh, last week, and then more this week,
0: I don't think it looks good. Well, we know one thing. We're going to have a new world champion this year, of course. The year started off in the most extraordinary fashion, what with Mark Marquez crashing out. Now, we were expecting, of course, Mark Marquez to return in Mizzano in three weeks' time, but it was announced yesterday, breaking news, that he's going to be out for a further two or three months. Uh, we've got a couple of quotes here. Let's go cross over and find out what Mark has to say uh, about the reasons why he's out for a few months.
7: Yeah, of course. About the emotional, emotional side, uh, it's hard because uh, you know it's hard to to watch MotoGP from the from uh, the sofa and uh, and yeah, I would like to to be there. But uh, you know, in the career of a of an athlete, of a sportman, of a MotoGP rider, uh, you know, we are taking a lot of risk and uh, and it's normal. I mean, it's my eighth season in a MotoGP, always I uh, has been on the track and uh, always taking a lot of risk to achieve my goals and to achieve the world championships. And uh, and yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately, this uh, strange uh, season uh, has been uh, the, the most difficult for me at the moment uh, because the, the injury. But uh, as the first time, I follow uh, what the doctors say to me and give me the confidence that I was able to to ride the bike, to do some gym uh, because they say that the plate was enough. Uh, Enough strong and uh, and I was doing what uh, they recommend. Uh, now I will do the same. I will follow what they recommend and uh, and they say that uh, now uh, it's much better to stay uh, calm uh, to pass these months uh, to fix well. You know, with the right arm, uh, right arm also on the winter time I struggle a lot with the shoulder surgery and uh, and you know now it's time to put uh, all the things on uh, on a correct way and uh, come back uh, at hundred percent.
0: There you go. The words of Mark Marquez. Quick words from you on that, Simon. Before we say goodbye, I want to wish
1: Mark the best to come back because uh, I want to see uh, the extra fighting. Seeing if he can make that uh, sounds like uh, problem-inflicted um, 2020 Honda. I'd love to see if he can get it up the front. You know, with these guys and. Uh, yeah, that's it. Look, it's only gossip around the paddock. It's probably completely wrong. But I heard a whisper he might be back earlier than thought at, uh, at Aragon. Well, so you know,
0: let's see. You know Mark Marquez, uh, and he loves Aragon. He always loves to spring a surprise. Listen, thanks for joining us here this weekend. I've got to go to a press conference from Simon Crafar, from Matt Burt, and myself, Steve Day. Thanks for tuning in.